Hey Herb, this is your girl Reggie, and this is Spark Up PVD. Yeah, you already know what it is, your boy Benz, back again with another episode of Spark of PVD. We back, baby. What up? What's going on? What up? We're back. Hi. <laughs> guys, I'm back. I know you guys have been just missing me in every way, and I've missed <laughs> all of you guys as well. Oh, man. It has been a long time. I know. We got a special guest. Prince of PVD. We have Mr. Campbell's in here. I was just yes. telling Campbell's he needs to take better care of himself. We over here with the sniffles, tissue Everybody in between died. us and everything. We surviving though. We here. We are here. I can't even taste the cherry cough drop. It's over for me. Struggles. It's that time of the year because the weather got cold Yo, mad fast. It was really out of nowhere, I do feel like. It literally went from 90 to 60. I was like, dang, I got like That's a couple a more difference. days to go to the beach. 50 degrees. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. It's a little Yo, chilly. seriously, because like, in a matter of two days, they didn't say, oh, let me give you a few. They you still know, have the AC degree. on at my job. What? And they still blasting it. I mean, but we all know <laughs> they don't get cold. There's old ladies in there, though. <laughs> you know how old ladies be. <laughs> They it stays hot. hot. They, they never hot? get cold. You know what I mean by they. <laughs> they they be getting hot, huh? <laughs> what? Hot old ladies. Because <laughs> old ladies be hot. You know they get hot flashes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they get hot. Wow, they do. <laughs> Bless their heart. They be in there all complaining. About menopause right now. I mean, That's I didn't say that. You're the one. Listen, menopause is natural. It's a real thing. Hey, that like I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to sound like I'm making fun Stop of it. Stop putting your either. hands up. It's real. Like <laughs> no, it's a real thing. But, anybody. but, but I don't want to make. <laughs> I don't want a menopause like, shame ooh. or anything. You know what I mean? Menopause shame. But like, you do get hot. <laughs> that little old yeah, ladies be in there like upset though. Like, oh, it's hot in here, and it's definitely like thirty degrees, ma'am. It is cold. It's cold outside. It's cold in here, and this is inappropriate. And then I get mad because now I'm the petite young person in the building. That's mad cold. They whip all fans out of their purse too. My mom has Ooh, a fan in her purse. That's the plastic ones, the little Chinese ones. <laughs> yes. Wait, like this one? Yes. <laughs> that is. That is old. The ones school. that go. <laughs> oh, oh, the and, drama. And, and you only get I like, like two. That. Two miles per hour winds. It's not really doing nothing but just circulating. Yo, the it's hot really air. for shade. It's not really for like to be cool. Really? It's like mm. I thought like I I always see them doing this. No, like, it you is know, for when people are hot. But the drama of it, you feel what I'm saying? Just when you flip it out. <laughs> so what are we jumping into? <laughs> Are we jumping into pop culture? Yes. What's pop and culture? So what's... P- 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 I need a sound effect or you something. You always say that and we never give it to you. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> really crazy. So I have a segment called What's Pop and Culture? Why I talk about pop culture and all things that's popping in culture. And um, it's been like two years and I just feel like <laughs> I need a sound effect, you know? 
two years it has not been two years okay the name didn't become okay. a thing yeah exactly it's just now like it's but been, i have been saying i need a, like a sound effect for like, have, a, like full season four episodes maybe. it's definitely been like air see any, anytime i gotta ask any instead of just asking my people's down see hey, man on <laughs> you know what listen i just show up so our pop culture segment, I only have one thing to talk about because I think this is something we all need to talk about because I'm sure you guys have heard about the Supreme Court nomination or Supreme Court nominee that's mm-hmm. been accused of sexual assault. Kaznoff or oh, whatever. What? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You haven't heard about it? I have not. Update me. Y- 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 well, she got her ears to the I streets, mean, so she knows. Does she? Always. She hasn't been in social, on social media for a while. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have social have media the, for my ears to be close to the streets. Because I knew right. that this was going on, and you, who are on social media, didn't know. Oh, mm. what's, hey. what's the 411? So, a secretive letter shared with senators and federal investigators by the senior Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee charges that a teenage Brett M., I think it's Kavanaugh, and a male mm-hmm. friend trapped a teenage girl in a bedroom during a party and tried to assault her, according to three people familiar with the contents of the letter. The letter says that Mr. Kavanaugh then a student at Georgetown Preparatory School in suburban Washington, had been drinking at a social gathering when he and a male friend took the teenage girl into a bedroom. The door was locked and she was thrown onto the bed. Mr. Kavanaugh then got on top of the teenager and put a hand over her mouth as the music was turned up according to the account. The woman says she considered the episode as an assault. She has declined to be publicly identified and she asked Senator Diane Feinstein, or is it Feinstein, of California not to publicize the letter. Can I add something to that? She is a Trump supporter as well so it's not her like name is christine blase ford and her name has gotten out mm-hmm. the letter was originally supposed to be just kind of something like i'm coming forward to say this because i know this person is being nominated for the supreme court and he's trump's nominee and he pretty much if i'm not mistaken is like the head runner for being the one that's going to be nominated into the supreme court but this letter came forward and so now they have to go in front of this committee and basically tell both of their sides and the committee is going to decide if his nomination should be revoked or not. But obviously now it's kind of out there. And so he's going around trying to make his run to say, you know, I don't recall this happening and I didn't do it basically. And Trump is like, this was 35 years ago. Like, why is she coming forward now? Who really cares um, about? Yeah, who really cares? They, don't, they did the same thing to Bill Cosby. So he's a white man. Yeah, he's he's not he's not eligible to get the the no, time too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, glad. I don't. You know, I don't wish jail on anyone, but I'm glad that finally some old white men are getting pulled off of this because they mm. just put all our black mm-hmm. celebrities in this position and they're just going to act like that wasn't happening at all the fraternities and sororities. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, if we're going to do that, then let's do that because it's wrong either way. Right. So mm-hmm. if we're going to do that, then let's, let's do that. This woman came forward. She came forward anonymously. Then she got outed. And her one request before going in front of the committee is that she, her only condition is that she would like for the FBI to investigate the, the situation at hand before she like comes forward and speaks in front of the committee because her thing is I don't want to go in front of this committee just to be embarrassed or just to say my side for people to victim shame Mm -hmm. me and say it didn't really happen or just for you guys to swear him into the Supreme Court anyway like what am I 
going in front of this committee for if there's not going to be an investigation that opens up. So what do you guys think? Do you think that he should get his nomination revoked just because the, the allegation came forward? Or do you think that there needs to be more proof than her I mean, work? The, you can't revoke off an allegation. That's not fair. That's, then that's, that's guilty before being proven mm-hmm. innocent. It's supposed to be the other way around. I mean, but we've, like you guys mentioned before, we've seen this happen with plenty of people. Before Bill Cosby's verdict was given, they already pulled off Bill Cosby off of air. They took away his awards. They took away his accomplishments. They basically tarnished his whole career before they found out he was guilty or not. You also got to sprinkle in that he was black. He's not a white man. That's what I'm saying. So So they're not going to treat this man the way they treat the black man. Right, but so they should take him out until he's proven guilty because as of right now, so many people have their doubts about him. And but another when, woman has come forward. When in the past Trump's 40 saying, hours. "Oh, it, this happened," no, this happened thirty-five years ago. It's like, yeah, you know, there was just boys being boys. That's basically what he's saying. You know, that's, unfortunately, that's invalid. Yeah, that's not cool. This is definitely not. You know what I mean? He's brushing it off. He's, I mean, but then again, yeah. Bill he's Cosby out for has a bad reputation. A lot of people <laughs> have come forth and said, "But you, but you don't think these these wealthy." White politicians and people in in these positions don't have a rap. Of course, on. and they're probably worse than Bill Cosby. Yeah, because they're more powerful. Exactly. So I mean, wh- what are we saying? Like, you know what I mean? He he needs to be investigated. He does. You know, like and if like Cam said, I don't I, I don't wish jail on nobody. But if he did the crime, he got to pay the time, my nigga. You know what I mean? It, it is what okay. it is. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, you know, well, I come from the hood. You know what I mean? Everybody that I know that did a crime and they went and did the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't I no, mean, no easy, easy peasy. Oh, here, slap on the wrist and goodbye. It was see, like, no, you're doing your time as well as this, this we white man should. We don't know that, but we don't All know. All I'm saying, That's if, if he is, you know, guilty, guilty he I should I think the nomination the should be revoked either way. That's because what, what kind of message do you send with like, oh, this allegation came up, but we still swore him, in, we still swore him in anyway because we're exactly. not sure. Like, it shouldn't go. This man shouldn't be tarnished, but at the same time, you shouldn't like the what Supreme Court is a very. What if it's not true? Though? Yeah, then like, you put him back if, in. Then you renominate no, him. If it's not true, then he has the right to the nomination. He earned mm-hmm. it. Okay, but see, <laughs> the I mean, thing, you, you hanging out with Trump, he's saying, you know. The thing you know, is too that you keep on saying grab her white. Pussy basically, well, like you know what I mean. Like you keep on saying fact, white. Anyone who supports Trump is has bad moral compass. So we can agree on that. Well, you, you can't keep I mean? saying so, white because this is not a race issue as much as it is a sexual she's, assault she's issue. She's white too, so it kind of and now it cancels. It's not a race no, issue right no, now because the thing is that we're all. All I'm saying is that these these white men aren't being treated as a Latino. Uh, but uh, stay a Mexican. on the topic. You know what I mean? Then, Should then, he get his nomination revoked? It's not about him being white. <laughs> Shut that all down. Okay, let's let's he, say she's white. Let's and say he's there's white no and the color woman involved. That came out, the second woman that came out is white. Everybody's white. Everybody's a Trump well, supporter. The white man, especially That's in crazy. politics, is above a white woman. Oh, white men are just above so, everybody in the it's hierarchy. Not even, it's not so. even just white on white crime. It's Trump on Trump support. So should he get his nomination? <laughs> Trump on Trump revoked. supporter. That's crazy. So, so you believe if an investigation uh, goes that people should be taken out of position until they are proved not guilty? Because this is my thing. I'm not saying with every single situation, but... Once you're sworn into the Supreme Court, the only way you can be taken out is 
death. Like if you, it's if like a lifelong. Though, if you're investigated, but then it's like, why even swear him in and then let him be investigated? He can still vote. Like this is the Supreme Court. You know what kind I mean, of cases are going to the I Supreme mean, Court? Our president. If he did, do- our president was under an investigation oh, of m- molestation while he got sworn in. So true. what are we talking about? And whatever happened with that? Oh, they just brushed it under the rug. I'm telling you, this is why I'm saying this. This doesn't work with other people. It's about what you think, like you bands. America swore Trump in. It's fine. It's not fine. Everybody, Mm -hmm. take that back. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely. It's actually the opposite. It's actually really tragic. tragic. (laughs) But what do you think? Do you think that he should be able to keep his nomination and be sworn in? I mean, if he's not guilty, yeah. What do you think? Christina? I think they should take him out until they find out because it, they should just put the whole thing. It on just hold. makes everything that's what I'm uncomfortable. Saying. Exactly. So but you have to take him out. No, and that's you just him put out. the whole thing on hold. Well, he still has the nomination. No, it just that. is on pause until they go in front of the committee. But what can you do when one just, person says I didn't do it and the other person says yes you did? Exactly. So, so just like they did the travel ban, they can stop everything and investigate it. Like Trump said, oh, we're not going to let them in till we further investigate this, investigate this, and we're not going to do this a nomination till it's investigated. Simple. Listen, I'm not saying he did or didn't, and I'm not going to put the blame on him and just say, oh, because he's a white man or anything like that. But all I'm going to say is this is the Supreme Court we're talking about. And these other old white men that are going to stand in front of this old white man that's their friend mm-hmm. is not going to look at this woman that they've never met before a day in their life and be like, we definitely believe you, girl. Like, you are definitely <laughs> spilling tea. Ha! What? We believe that. No, they're going to be like, we're Republican. We know that we need this man on the Supreme Court and we mm-hmm. ain't even got time for all this he said, she said. So... Because aside from that, he has the credentials. Correct. So, so he's qualified for the job. So that doesn't make you but any better saying, than the this next is man. How they're going to think? Oh, of course. So they could easily just say, you know what? We don't believe you. Not guilty, and swear him in, and it could be true. We never see, know. That's see? why the FBI has to come in and no. Do his that's job. why you have to just take him out. When in doubt, take him out. And with the Me Too movement, and now more women, are, and another woman—I can't say more women—another woman has recently come forward. I just feel like now it's a situation where. There's no slander on his name. If he genuinely says he didn't do it and he stands by that, then you shouldn't worry about the slander. You still have the credentials. If you don't get to sit on the Supreme Court, you don't get to sit on the Supreme Court because if you really did do that, you don't even deserve exactly. that spot either way. So it's like, just take this but you know, take the this p- quick seat. Cam, what do you think? Initially, I thought that he should be uh, in until proven not guilty. But I think you guys are right. It's just if it's up in the air... He shouldn't be in there until he's proven right. not guilty. He still has the credentials either way. Mm-hmm. No one's taking away the fact that you were a judge, that you went to Harvard. All these things you did, you have the skills. But if this thing really happened, then you don't deserve that seat. It looks ugly if it is true and he's still in the seat. <laughs> now it's like... <laughs> and no one I wants mean, to be so. the one that's at fault. Like, dang, we were the one that voted him mm-hmm. in the seat and now we find out that I mean, it actually we happened. We, what we, we gonna live do? in a country where... We do. You know, this doesn't work for the people. It works for them, unfortunately. Hey, man. I mean, well, we're going to we, see. We all seen soon. what happened in Dallas with the, with the cop that shot the guy. They went to investigate the guy instead of the cop. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was crazy. So, I mean. That's probably what they'll do now. They'll probably try to. Yeah, they're going to investigate her, look for drugs or anything. Oh, this girl's, this lady's on this. Look for her this, history. You know what I mean? Her medical history. Right. This is what they do. This is how they keep us 
the but people quivering in their boots now because there is record that Listen. she has talked about this experience with a therapist years ago so there's record and so the therapist came forward and said no she actually spoke about this traumatic experience seats and i was like hey man so you see so you see you're not gonna lie to a therapist with that you know what's gonna happen dark secrets years ago you know what's gonna happen the therapist is gonna disappear she's gonna disappear (laughs) (laughs) no no no. <laughs> She's already getting death threats. I'm like, dang, why? She she is <laughs> messing yeah, up. She, she is turning her back to all Trump's world. Think about it. She's not gonna be able to mingle with Trump supporters anywhere. They're gonna why? Because what do you want to mingle with them for? Well, anyway, she is but she is a Trump supporter. Yeah, so it's like you know, now she became an enemy of the state. So everybody's after her. <gasps> Oh she's, my God! Listen, man. On this side, so exactly. So therefore, man. nobody wants you. She, she tried to come Trump forward. Unfortunately, anonymous. She voted the she did, sexist. She did vote Trump in, supporting his ideologies, which include uh-huh, misogyny. Not, yeah, you know. So for her to come out and say this now for somebody else, she's kind of backtracking. But at the same time, like she's a You're victim still, right. though. She, she's still supporting. It's looking but very she ugly out there. She, she knew Trump was involved in those type of activities, and he supported those type of activities, and she stood up and voted for him. It's looking kind of and cold now you're on that try to side. Accuse someone else of the same thing <laughs> I'm you voted for. This, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying it's okay, but she supported the system that says that that's okay. Mm-hmm. She supported the man saying, "Grab him by the pussy." <laughs> she did. She did. <sighs> White it, women always messing up. Y'all got to y'all got to tighten up about that. You know, them, you know what it is? Is they're it, so messy. No, it's not even but that. Still. It's that. Everybody's playing politics and nobody really wants to get to the real nitty gritty and just say what it is like, no, you are wrong. You're your politics is wrong and i can't side with it but they choose to side with it so i mean it is what it is on the and back that's end trump's nominee his personal nominee for the supreme court they have a lot so, in like i said so his boy i said it, that's his man's and he's like you know um, I mean? this it's happened like 35 years ago so can we move trump on trump is like uh that was and the senate's like long ago. that's kind of insensitive yeah Ah. He's like, ah, it is what it is. Let's see you what don't happens. Care about it. In two weeks, it will unfold, and they will go before this committee, and a decision will be made. Because they're wow. trying to like, get this like on and popping. They don't want this to go out a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's what's popping in culture. Y'all keep your ears close to the streets, and if you can't, the come streets. look for your girl. Or you can Google it. I mean, you, you did it. <laughs> Is that is that culture though? Isn't that politics? That's not culture, is it? It's not culture, but I mean, why is it not culture? Uh, it's politics. It's not what's happening culture? in the world, yeah. But it has nothing to do with our people, the colored people. It's not, yeah, co- but culture isn't like, and I, I it's not. And I don't mean, I don't mean to culture. always make things about color. <laughs> Breaking news is pop culture. Popular right, culture. That's what's happening. popular. Yes. Right you, you, now. You're right, but. You like, know. it's like when you look back in time, this people will talk about you, this moment. You're That's right, pop culture. but. Are you we, talking about we, celebrity none, news? None of us are really. <laughs> <laughs> what is pop? <laughs> none of us are really a Trump supporter, so I mean, it doesn't really play to our. First of all, it's sexual assault. <laughs> what's pop culture to you? I mean. What uh, right now at the top of your head? Off the top of the head, let's talk about Kanye. No, no, about him walking Chicago no. under the train. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. How is that pop culture? It is pop that culture. Is, 
But it how is, abs- is it? Because he's an artist. That's pop culture. It's, it's music. It's what's popular in our culture. In our as in people of color or in our as in the world? Well, no, my, pop culture is United States. My culture is hip hop, so. Okay, so in <laughs> hip hop culture, that's pop culture. Yeah, and, oh. but this is not what's popping. No, no. hip hop culture. I'm it's, confused. It's, Do you, no, 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 no. You no. feel me? Or is it just <laughs> no, my no, no, no. Pop culture is the cult, the the American culture. That's what pop culture is. It's not black. So it, it definitely has to do with the culture in a sense. Like we well, hip hop culture has become pop culture yeah. over time. Yes, because I mean, true. Hip hop is culture is, is as ev- it is all time high. That exactly. is correct. But it's not the only thing. No, no, I know. <laughs> we're just saying. You know, we're not debating it. We're just this saying. Is mad funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nah, but you know what I mean. I can't. Trump on Trump hate is at at an all time high. No, no, white no, no. on white crime has been happening a lot. I mean, lately. first you have MGK, Eminem, and mm-hmm. and all the white rappers fighting. Now you got this. What's next? No, no, no. Don't connect that because that's sexual assault. <laughs> you have to be very sensitive about sexual assault. No, 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 no. Joke I'm about sexual. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no way joking about you it. You can't connect white rappers fighting. No, no but it's we're just, just saying assault. that white people have been acting up for the last few weeks. It's all all been about white people. We, I have. I mean, other than Kanye, but. Kanye just came out of the sunken place. Well, Kanye has a white wife, so he's a part of white Ooh. pop culture too. Ooh. Yeah, not so, to say that there's anything wrong with. So, my, my so can we, Italian, so before we close yeah, out popping culture, can we this. talk about Kanye? Well, we're gonna move forward, bands. Okay, <laughs> Mister, let's talk about hip hop every time. No, <laughs> no, it's not even. It's not even that. Um, <laughs> I'm. I wish you guys can see the way <laughs> Regina is looking at bands right now. Don't touch me. <laughs> Animal, imbecile, useless, individual is your life. So we're not we're not gonna go into the to- um Kanye topic real quick. No, we're not. It's never real quick, <laughs> and you know this. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Today's topic of discussion is actually Bands' idea. Which you is? see, Bands, we appreciate your ideas. This one was you, and we were like, "Yeah, let's do it." So he's mad. <laughs> Nah, because Regina's giving me that side eye. Like, watch. Nah, you know, I feel watch when we Actually, I'm not even going to talk. It's going to get me in trouble. So, <laughs> shivery is the topic. We're going to talk about shivery. And Bands' question is, do we think that shiver- shivery... I can't even say the word. Shivery. Has, has lessened or disappeared due to the new feminism wave. So, basically... Um, feminism is not new, though. No, it's there's a new wave. But there's though. a wave. Is there a wave? <laughs> A wave means like a wave of new movements, and there has been. So uh, basically, for those of you who don't know, chivalry is a form of behaving towards women, like being nice, opening the door. It's like I mean, romance. not only towards women. That that would be no. That but, is, that is literally the definition, Merriam-Webster. Oh, That's is it really? What, yeah. But chivalry is just a word of you doing something out of endearment. Yes, it's loyalty and respect, but people have known it as. as and if we're talking about women, we then we're talking about that women. definition. Correct. No, I'm saying, but, you know, just in case. You're not, like, argumentative today. Like, what you got beef with us? What is I mean, this? Ruben's oh feature is Sparkle PVD over here. This is how we're going to start the season? I we got to make it a little spicy. What's no, up? never. He's always going nah, everywhere nah, that anybody speaks to him and says, they be bullying me. 
They don't care about my ideas. This is proof. Hey Cam, I gotta, I gotta get don't, my shine as much as I can. can. See how you, 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 you see, like this is so, so no, she attacks and she hey, jumps was, right yeah, on top. I was at trade when they tried to corner you. You, you oh. see. Oh. You see? Was you was there. So you know I gotta hold my ground any way I can. You, you know? already know what it is. This <laughs> is my computer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but well, what do you think about Shiri? But well, let me finish what it what it means. So <laughs> he just took over your segment and said, All right, here we go. So basically it's a way of being a gentleman, going out your way to treat women special or to be nice to them. And so obviously we're in a time now where there's the Me Too movement and um you know Serena Williams being named the best athlete of all time instead of the best woman athlete or the best tennis player so you know there's been a lot of things where women are being empowered and being uplifted we're seeing Issa Rae and Tiffany Haddish women of color women winning Emmys uh Tracy Ellis Tracy Ellis Ross Oprah living her best life so you know women have come a long way I think that we've seen a shift in the way that women act towards men you know before women weren't as independent so now that they're independent they don't really need men to go out their way to do like the romantic things or open doors like uh uh-uh, i got my own door i can open my own you know what i mean how do you feel about that though um do you think that's true i think um I, I see what you're saying as women being more independent and not expecting like to be treated that way mm-hmm. i'm an old soul so, like, my, uh, one, I come from a family of strong women. My grandmother's a strong woman. My mother's a strong woman. My sister's a strong woman. They they are uh, very independent in what they do and what they believe. That's all you. Thanks. So, I, that's one thing. I've always been raised to respect women. And, two, my parents are a little older. Like, my father had me at 41. So, that puts me in a different oh, wow. category. Really? So, I kind of have a older perspective of just respect in general you know and how you treat people so i am the guy that opens the door that i'm gonna get you if you're looking for something i'm just gonna grab it and hand it to you you don't really have to ask me to do stuff so i think i come from that era but i can see why now i think now it just evens out so now women you know feel more comfortable doing it for the guy and the guy could feel more comfortable doing it for the woman i think we could have more 50 50 relationships in this day and age have you had an experience where a girl is like not trying to let you quote unquote do the man's job or role no not me specifically but I, you know i enjoy if we can go out and a girl can take care of something more comfortable splitting something you know because i'm i'm gonna take care of whatever i can take care of but people need to hold their weight for a healthy relationship you know what I'm that's saying? true that is true facts bands you like you had to say nah nah, nah i got into a argument with my home girl you know because i'm used to you know if i'm i'm with a woman of any kind it doesn't necessarily need to be my girlfriend it could be just my home girl my cousin, you know, I mean, I'm gonna go pump the gas for her, you know, what I mean, especially if it's cold. I'm not gonna, but she has to have a car because you don't date girls. Yo, don't I was cars. just about to say that. <laughs> why, 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 you gotta bring that's crazy. It is cuffing season and that's hey. in play, but Rubens but doesn't date girls that don't have cars, he calls them out. Yeah, I'm not a personal Uber. I'm sorry, I feel that, but like, dang, you know, blooded. <laughs> 
it's just like if I didn't have a car, a lot of girls wouldn't talk to me. It's a preference, that's man. You know what I mean? You gotta have standards. <laughs> you know, let's like, not like we're, me. Like well, campsite, I mean, we're doing things 50, 50, 50 now. So that's you know what I mean? True. You got a car, I got a car. Yeah, can't go 50, you know what I mean? We with no hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. But wait, I, before we continue. What is a hoe to you? I'd be asking everybody because I feel like everybody has a different definition to what a hoe is. I don't know, but I've been seeing a lot of funny things on Twitter about people just saying, like, me wow, my soulmate, and then it's just happened to be doing some crazy shit. Like, what if your soulmate's a hoe? Like, do you accept them? <laughs> Weren't we just on talking to show the other day? Or do you say uh, that that's not your soulmate because they're a hoe? Like, do you... No, that could, still, that could still be your soulmate. Like, that's your soulmate. Soulmate. I didn't even think about that. That could definitely be your soulmate. Like, yeah. You just have to swallow the... But it's not about how many people they slept with. It's about, like, yeah. your heart. You know you love no, them. No, no, definitely it's your heart, but you know what I mean? But some <laughs> people, that, mat- that matters to some people. Like the bodies? Of course. Some people are big on that. Would you date you a know? woman that had like, say, 23 bodies? I don't even ask. Is it Nowadays, is I don't even ask. 100 bodies too much. Yes. I'm, I mean. 100 bodies is too much. I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm, you I'm, I'm not even stamina. Gonna, what is too much? Like, <laughs> what is what too much? I when, think when it all have, depends on perspective, honestly. I think you have to count. That's good. Yeah. Like Honestly, because you yeah. know what I mean. What I if for me, a hundred bodies is like too little? It really you know, is I'm, to the perspective I'm, I'm of the person. Yeah, but I think same. you have to divide it by like the time they have started having sex. Like, if you really want to be technical, really, like, you want to do all that ask. math. If you, I'm saying, if you did care, oh, if you, that's did how you know care. you care. If you did all that having math. Sex at like uh-huh. 21, <laughs> and you have a hundred bodies at 25. That's a problem. What if she was started at 13? You know, because some some women do. Some women do. You know, and they start at 13, and if you do two to three for 10 years that already puts you at 20 or 30 and now you're only 23 yeah, you you've know? been having sex for 10 years see so the f- time frame is so a is lot. that so that's okay i think that's, that, that's okay 23 i don't feel like you should say what's acceptable for somebody's body you, you see yeah. and here i'm gonna bring kanye up again oh, just okay, like he's life. saying like we shouldn't have likes and stuff you shouldn't be worried about people's body count. Just go t- go get tested because that's a real serious thing. You know, <laughs> if your plug. Well, the only reason you got to worry about body count because it also has a lot to do with loyalty and the type of person you are. Yes. Wow. Where's your stability? We could get a little deeper with that. Because yeah. everybody, you, everybody you touch, you take a little bit from that body. It's called the soul time. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's real. a real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> Like just like you know, for vegetarians, if you're eating an animal, you're, you're no, no, seriously. Like this is a real thing, and I'm not even go. joking. Like vegetarians, a lot of them would say that. Like you know what I mean? When you eat the the animal that you're eating, you're taking all its manners when it died. So basically, with all the stress it had and all that stuff, no wonder why gets I'm engraved into you. And this is My what supposedly causes cancer and stuff like that. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Like I'm not even making this up. You know what I mean? There's documentaries on this stuff. It's crazy. Crazy. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's probably people who believe in like reincarnation. I don't. I don't. I'm not big into the body counts. Just. You know, let's make a date to we, the clinic. How did we get here? Let's make a date to the I clinic. Asked, what it's is fa- a hoe? It, it's fair enough. Why? 
Because I'm interested. I feel like everybody has a different meaning. Like to, I think a hoe is someone who is is not a, an unloyal person. Like if you're in a situation where you're supposed to be loyal, and <laughs> then you true. can't stay focused, and then you go and fuck somebody else, not because the uh, the person you're with is not if they're they're cool, you got a good relationship, you got your good physical, mental, but you still gotta go fuck somebody else. That to me, that's a hoe. Because if you're somebody who messes around, mm. but then when you're in a relationship, you're solid. That I don't think that's a hoe. Right, because you're single. Yeah, like now let's you, mix you it up a little bit. Let's say, for example, not you, but the man. Let's say the man she's with or the woman he's with is like you know what I mean. Not throwing in that part of the bargain, mm-hmm. and I, she I has to go look for it somewhere else. I mean, then is she still be, considered a or he considered but, a hoe? But that's why I said if you're fulfilling. You know, okay. because everybody's compatible on different levels. Different mm-hmm. people need different things. So if you're not compatible, then you should probably move on and figure something else out. Find someone you are compatible yeah, with. Yeah, that's that's real right there. Yeah, you because know? if you're if you're gonna say, well, this person ain't doing this for me, so I'm gonna go fuck with that person, you're still not loyal. Like all it is is it should be a conversation. Yo, this is not the wave, you know. And I'm gonna let you know you we can still be friends, but. I'm gonna be doing this, mm-hmm. and then if they choose Take to stay, notes. If they choose to stay, then they choose to stay. But that's not at least you're being loyal and honest by telling somebody. Yeah, honesty is key. But that's like mature. People are not very yeah, mature. I'm a, I'm a that young is OG, so it's you know. Different. See, but Cam, not everybody you see, not, is like you. Then that means that's who you gotta be. Then you gotta be the one in the situation to. Hey man, <laughs> do what you do. Uh, so we can tie that back into chivalry and how. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking us down the wormhole. Hey man, um, I do what I can best. Um, oh <laughs> so I don't know. What do you feel about chivalry, Regina? Like, do you agree that men should act this way? Do you feel uncomfortable if they don't? Like, do you feel like they should? Where do you stand on it? <sighs> I feel. <laughs> That chivalry is not required now. So a lot of guys don't do it. You're not going to do what you're not required to do. But it's not, I don't think it's dead. Like people say, because there are a lot of men that are gentlemen and that have manners Mm -hmm. and that, you know, are raised a certain way. Mm -hmm. And they still honor chivalry and they still think that it's important to be chivalrous. Facts. So I personally like to engage with guys that have a certain degree of chivalry because that just shows the respect they have for themselves, the respect they have for the person they're connecting with. It's just like the basic foundation of it is respect. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you kind of just don't require, at least for the person to have manners, then you just want the bare minimum. Which if that's what you're looking for, then that's fine. But Don't complain. Right. Don't complain and say, well, you didn't require him to be a better guy. You kind of took him as he was. He was offering you the bare minimum, and that's what, and that's what you got. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think chivalry is dead. I think there are a lot of great guys that have respect and manners. I think they just get overlooked. Yes. And so people say, oh, chivalry is dead. Well, no, you just are not meeting guys that are chivalrous. But there are a lot of guys out there that still are. And those are the guys that girls are usually calling the combo, to be honest. Or maybe not because all the time. Time. Or he's too nice. You ever heard a girl say, oh, yes, he was too I nice? A lot of times. And it's because, I mean... But it depends where that girl is at. If she's just trying to be... You know what I mean? Like If she's just trying to be, you know, do her, be out here, she's not going to (laughs) want a nice guy because he probably wants to settle down and Mm -hmm. date seriously. Mm -hmm. It's like, you might as well say, hey, 
You're a great person. You're too nice for me. I'm trying to do this. You're trying to do that. Let's go our separate ways. And amicably, you go do your thing. I go do my thing. Which is respectable. But, but you it know goes what I mean? back to, to the original meaning that Bans was talking about. It's about loyalty and respect. Like well, Cam, Cam said that. Okay. I, I did also say that, but he, he was the one that actually so said that. So whoever said it, but it, it, so it goes back to that. Just, I, I think that even women can be that way too, you know? Mm-hmm. A certain way you are. Just your, like, your stature, the, the way demeanor. you hold yourself. Exactly. I think that's all it you is. You know, really. another thing that I think is is a reason why we don't have a lot of chivalry is because the lack of respect people have for others. Yes. You know what I mean? Themselves, lack of respect mm-hmm. for themselves as well. There it Facts. is. And it's also what how you're representing yourself. So it's all obviously in person, but it's also on like how we always talk about social media and the, mm-hmm. the picture you're painting of like who you are. And so I don't know. It's You won't know if someone is chivalrous until you meet them. True. And until you see how they treat you or how they treat other people. Because they might treat you nice to treat other people like crap. Or I've seen instances too where guys don't feel like they have to be that way if they're not trying to pursue you. You know what I mean? Like, they're only this way oh, if they're trying if I, like, to pursue date you. you. Like, I'll open the door for you, buy you a drink, but I want to take you on a date and maybe want to be your girl or want to smash. But if you're, like, just the homie, your friend zoning me, is usually, ah, what up, my guy? Like, they're dapping you up and fist pumping you, and you're like, I want to hug. Like, <laughs> yeah, why are you what, fist bumping me? If you're dapping me up and fist bumping me, it's still, like, cool, though. Yeah, but I'm saying, friend. though, but guys act different according to their end point with you I, I what about opening doors i feel like Do women like, are not open doors I, I mean well i was a, i still am sort of a valet so i've been opening doors since you know what i mean it's my job so it kind of just falls into place where i'm opening doors for people i'm asking people like you know are you all set you need directions or even like simple things like that like just even for men i open doors you know what i mean it's not so for me, it's not something like, you know, if, I, if I'm at door, hands reach of the door and you're coming through it, why not just open it? Do you open doors, Kim? I do. I open doors for everybody. I can't even front. You see? It's those little things. I don't feel like being chivalrous is hard either. Mm-mm. I almost feel like sometimes guys want to be the complete opposite of chivalrous. It's like, we just want to be out here. Well, that's jaded. We just, it's like, why? You're jaded, you behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. But that's how you look at people. If, if you, That's not how you look at people, then, you know. That's true. That's why true. You, you, you can know? choose to be. Because sometimes the, you got to look at life as like a double door. Because if you open that first door, you're going to take a step and there's going to be another door. And that person will probably hold the door for you and you'll end up right back in front. Facts. Right. You know, but people yeah. don't think about it like that. They're like, I got to get in the door first. And then mm-hmm. you end up having to open two doors yourself. Yeah, I was taught... I always taught my younger like brother next that. level shit, right? Here. <laughs> I am <laughs> elevating to a new level. Yo, wow! You, you know what's crazy that you Gross. just mentioned that because I used to always tell my Ascendance. younger brother the same Oof. thing. Like it's not about you getting there first. So I'm I'm driving and I let this lady pass, and like literally five minutes later, and I'm having this conversation with him. I'm turning into a job lot plaza, and the same lady let me buy it, mm-hmm. just like coincidentally because yeah. it's like. I was just telling him about this, and he was like, yo, that's the lady that you just let by over there, and she just let you by, and he kind of was like, damn, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Because it's like that. If everybody cooperates with each other, then we can work. Is that at the end of the day, it's not about man and woman and it's who's not, being nicer know, to who. But at the same time. Oh, you have a bone <coughs> to pick? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. This is my bone to pick stance. Um, niggas need to be nicer. End of story. Historically, we've seen that men Both have been men and women. Okay, because it's too two men way have here. all right. Men have been feeling entitled, but for also a very like long the time. patriarchy. Exactly. Okay, I, I, but you know, we as a man, I would take some of that blame, but we have to be serious. It's I don't, a two. It's a two way street, and not all men have been this way forever. But I don't take you know, away from that. It is true. We we have been seeing a trend where women are like niggas ain't shit, and like we don't mm-hmm. need them. Like ah, mm-hmm. like but if it's still, becoming a thing. If you're still letting them thrash, if you're complaining about all this stuff, <laughs> you still letting <laughs> them thrash. Then it's kind of it's like what are you yeah, saying man. it for? You know what I mean? You're That's saying true. it, but you Some still people are just talking that to person. Talk. That's what I'm saying. It's what you require. Like, why, why would that? Per- why would he? He's like, yo, this is working for me. I'm getting it every time I act like this. I'm getting it. Why would I change my? That's behavior? true. I've you know, seen that hashtag on Twitter still hit though. You yeah, can but, complain all you want, but you still let me hit it. So I was always taught if you, it don't matter if you hit or not if you can't hit it now. So it's like it's cool. Yeah, you you, you might have tricked somebody once, but if you can't get it again, then they don't really fuck with facts. You. So right, that's I the mistake. That. I think that um that's what I'm saying. Women have making been making that mistake. They're saying niggas ain't shit, but you're not piping up on them. But also maybe it's because people don't people don't appreciate chivalry. And so a lot of guys are coming at it like, What's the point of me being chivalrous? Just like Cam was saying, if it's not gonna get me that far. Like, why? Why be chivalrous? If I'm chivalrous, she don't want me. If I'm this way, she don't want me. So I'm gonna go the easier route. Why open doors and pay for dates and, and well not pay for dates because that doesn't technically mean that you're chivalrous. But mm-hmm. like why be nice and super respectful when all I want is this one thing? I don't want to date but, her, so I have to do all this. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Men are chivalrous. I can't, still can't. Just, just, depending should, on who they want to nice. pursue. You should be nice to everybody. You know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. But I do think you should save a special level of chivalry for the person that you love. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's facts. 100%. You should be True. nice to everyone. But that is what makes it special. Like, that's that's my woman, so I treat her better than I treat everybody else in the world because that's like that's right. my job we have this so, so maybe because we're young we look at it but who knows when we're 40 mm-hmm. you know maybe people change it's just that one person so it's, it's easier to just be I don't know if chivalrous is really a word but chivalrous to one person than saying I'm gonna be chivalrous to everyone until I find the person that I'm gonna be chivalrous mm. to but you know, I promise you it's a word you know a lot of this it um, is I promise <laughs> I would never steal you to add what, to what y'all was saying about like women and men saying like yo if I yeah, I've been doing this for so long and she's letting me do this without being chivalrous why be chivalrous I think that also comes from a, a background not a background I would say from a abuse culture you know what I mean Cause like we're so used to being abused that yeah. if we're not being abused emotionally, you mean like a masochist? Like no, because likes- because the thing is, you might not like it, but you still go for it because of the fact that that's all you know. Mm. You but know you what I mean? Act yeah. from your heart because what you put out there is what you receive back. Everything ties into something. So you're saying, and that I'm saying a, that a this man's comes behavior depends. It, it's deep rooted. It comes from yeah. somewhere. 
I, I believe it's so. It's learned behavior. Yeah. You know, and women too. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the stuff that women be saying, be like, yo, that's type, you know. I don't think it's only learned behavior. Abuse. I think it's influence too. Who you're around, your that friends. Too. Like, we talk about that, the ecosystem. Like, mm-hmm. if all your girlfriends have nice boyfriends, then you're going to be like, you know what? I want a nice guy too. But if they're all surrounded by assholes, you're going to be like, damn. You know, like if that's you're all just you know. That's to all end you know. One too. It's exactly. a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, I think guys need to realize that women still like that. Just because we're independent doesn't mean we don't want you to be nice. Like it's right. just being. But nice. also on the back burner, some women should like let the guys know. Like, look, you know, I like that you're so nice. So communication. Yeah, communication is key. Right. Sure. And being nice, if you're nice. It will probably come back. And don't say like you're too nice. Like his nice is a problem for everyone <laughs> yeah. around. Like, yeah, because now for the next girl, for he's you. gonna go and be exactly. the opposite. The between being nice and soft, though, you know, like when oh, he's just facts. He's just the being, true a pushover. He's being soft, you know, because some, I feel <laughs> like I feel like relationships need a certain level of competition, just in the sense of like just energy. Like people like to be challenged, so mm. someone I feel like someone who's soft is not challenging. It's like whatever you say, okay, say like, all right, I'll just do it. Like no, I know a lot of women want to be challenged. Like yo, why, you know why do you why do you think that? Oh, I feel like this because that. Oh, I feel you, and then move instead of just do this and then just do it. And you're like, you know, you're soft. It's true. Nobody you know likes a pushover. So are you shivers depending on the woman or are you like this with all women? Mm, I'm a little extra shivers with my, my woman, just like Cam said. You know, that's your woman. You got to give her the world. Yeah, babe, you be falling in love, huh? With your I mean, everybody falls in love, though. Mm. You know, what I mean? it just depends on what you fall in love with. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at him like that? Because <laughs> being is a renaissance being. Ooh. I did work at the Renaissance. Speaking That's of Renaissance man, <laughs> we do have the Renaissance man with us, the Prince of BBD. And so um, we're going to take a break and we're going to play Timing by Campbell's himself. And then we're going to come back and jump into uh, an interview and get to know Cam. I think this is the first time we actually get to sit down and have a conversation. Every time we fact. see each other, this we're in a so space crazy, where right? there's so much happening. Cam, he's like, when am I coming on? And always, like, we always <laughs> ask you to come on. Like no. Don't lie. The life's he's all about timing, like Cam. Timing. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey. The timing is right. Yeah, we was in there. We was in troop. Yo, yo, and uh, oh in our God. lives, I've seen Kim that was performing. A dope event. Right. Performing it live is a different. It vibe. is a different vibe. To be I'm honest, really like, you know, I can listen to the song a million times in my car, but it's nothing like seeing it performed live. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. And it's you know, another level. You didn't come to troop. Uh, I didn't, but see. you know, what I mean, I I've seen him perform it. I think twice. I, I think twice. the first was the first time I that see- you performed it. Was it at the um, the PVD fest? Mm-hmm. That was lit. Super lit. Did you? How did you sleep that night? Like I just, I just and have wh- to. Hold know. on, which one though? Was this when, when it was like jam packed? I think it was a Sunday. It was the a Sunday. Sunday. It was the last day of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, so I did perform it the day before with Where's Nasty at. Um, oh yeah, the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. when everybody did the, nasty. but that was no band though. No. That was just with the backtrack. So with the band for the first time was the block party. Wow, and that was that fire. was, that was super lit. Dope. I was it's like, fire. yo, people don't even know like this is a banger because we've heard it before. You performed it there, and a lot of people, it was their first time mm-hmm. hearing it. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, this is our city. This is a vibe. Like, what? But Cam, we always say, Cam is a walking vibe. Every time we say, oh, like, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a walk. And every we time, like, hey, what up? How's it going? You, like, just so mad. relaxed. Yes. <laughs> and then every time we leave, we're like, he's such a vibe. Yo, Cam. As, as he's walking up Cam, since sunset. you're such a chill dude, has there been any time that you've been taken out of your character? Oh, millions of times. If you meet <laughs> I couldn't picture that. You be that. fighting, Cam? You, you talk to people from my Squaring childhood, up. they tell you the opposite. Mm. Oh my god! I was also a hothead too in my childhood. You be scrapping? So I know exactly kinda, what you mean. Kinda, you be tussling with them kids out there. Kinda, it's, it's interesting. I I just say I've become a much more uh, calm person, you know, mm. over the years. You know, I, I Give me a zen vibe. A lot of, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. time to think, and I've always had that inside of me, but my surroundings would not allow me to be that. There mm. So I had to grow into my own space in order to really lock in and find that inner. Phil Jackson. I don't know if you guys know who Phil Jackson is. Of course. <laughs> I really do. It's already a vibe. I claim that. I claim that in this room. All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to play Timing by Cam Bells. And you can find this on uh, all uh, streaming services. Title, Apple Music, Apple right? Music. Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube soon. Do you want to introduce it? Um, you got that. I believe in you. You got it. <laughs> Hold it down. <laughs> Don't put her on the spot. She gets. She got it. Yeah, that's a take nervous that. laugh. All right. First of all, <laughs> don't say take that. Okay? Because you add to the pressure. Because now I got to take that. You have to. All right. So this is Sparkle PVD with Cam Bells. And when we come back, we're going to do a small interview. This is Timing by Cam Bells. Life's all about timing. Life's all about timing. Aye, 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 aye. Aye, 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 aye. Young king from the island. Young king from the island. Aye, 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 aye. Frozen drinks with the limon. When I'm with you, it's a vacation. Cell phone on silent. Cell phone on silent. Me and you just vibing. Me and you just vibing. Aye, 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 aye. Sizes, but you the one can't deny it. You the one can't deny it. 401, where she come from? South side, I reside in. Dollar signs in my eyelids. Dollar signs in my eyelids. Stay fly, no stylist. Stay high, no pilot. Be side when the tides in. Be side when the tides in. That is for when you mad, but I love you better when you're smiling. Baby girl, you a diamond. Life's all about timing. Life's all about timing. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 ay. Young chick from the island. Young chick from the island. Ay, 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 ay. Frozen drinks with the limon. When I'm with you, it's a vacation. Cell phone on silent. Cell phone on silent. Me and you just vibing. Me and you just vibing. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 ay. Life's all about timing. Life's all about timing. Ay, 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 ay. Young king from the island. Young king from the island. Ay, 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 Frozen drinks with the limon. When I'm with you, it's a vacation. Cell phone on silent. Cell phone on silent. Me and you just vibing. Me and you just vibing. Ay, 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 ay.
And we're back. Now I know y'all felt that vibe. So go download that. Go favorite it. Tell a friend. Share it. I mean, even if you don't, it's getting played on uh, 101.1. Franchise been spinning that for a while. So shout out to Franchise. We were there last week. We had fun with him. Um, He's been a big support in the city. And speaking of the city. Shout out to Franchise. Shout out to Franchise for real. real. We've been doing it for some years. Team Franchise had the city on fire. Since 2002, probably Since even birth, probably earlier. Earlier, birthed a lot of DJs, man. Without a lot of artists, too. we wouldn't have a knockout. We wouldn't have a D1. We wouldn't have a nice hits. There's a lot of a lot of DJs that come from the team franchise uh, family. And a lot of them, well, no, not yeah, knockouts doing big things. He's like managing an, an artist that's up and coming. He was on WBRU for a while. Jeremiah so it's nice to see them DJ. doing. Yes, that's right. So it's nice to see them doing things and still doing radio. Franchise got 101.1 on lock. Like, keep you both hands on the wheel. Let's go. Franchise. He's, <laughs> He's so good at it. Um, he is. He's a professional. <clears throat> but He's good at digging up dirt, too. I ain't forget yes, about you. he tried <laughs> it. He almost had us. Almost. <laughs> he almost had you. I was going to say... <laughs> Now, you I were mean, like, all right, all right. I mean, okay, but if he almost had me, yeah, yeah, part of my team. So chill, chill. Because according to you, this is bands and Sparkle PVD. Nah, so never that, never it's that. just your name on the line. See, <laughs> but, like a canary. This one. <laughs> but we have Kim Bell's here, Prince of PVD. Now, who gave you the name Prince of PVD? I don't know, man. I feel like it was passed down through the city. Um, to me, what it means is just that I was raised by the city. People just started calling me the prince. I mean, my father was considered somewhat of a king, Bells Benton. He was uh, very influential and active in the city. So, like, I was just the prince before I was the prince of PVD. Because we didn't call it PVD when we was kids, so that couldn't have been a thing. It was Providence, Prov City. But as I saw PVD develop, just me being the prince of the city, it just became the prince of PVD. And then it has roots, and, like, Buddy Cianci called himself the prince of Providence. You know, mm-hmm. so it has some ties into that. And then it also ties into Prince, you know, with the music side. You know, Prince and where he was from, what he did for Minneapolis and how he came with his own sound and just worked his way through the industry with his people and with what exactly what he wanted to do has a lot of influence on what I do musically. So, Wow, I I, that answer that. was a lot better than I imagined it to be. I thought yeah. you were going to say, you know, it's just because, like, I'm from Prov and no. I'm lit. So mm-hmm. you got my father. Who was considered a king? You got Buddy and you got Prince. All good combinations. And you say your dad was active. What did he? What did he do in the city? Um, I say the first thing that he was really known as was the director at the Southside Boys and Girls Club. And in that era, Providence wasn't as uh, multicultural, so all the black people were either on the South Side or on a very small pocket on the East Side. So when we're talking about the the 80s, the early 80s, um, most of the people that grew up and became black people in East Providence, black people in Cranston, black people in all different parts of Providence, a lot of them started, you know, on South Side, you know, so he was one of those guys that just helped um, put the community together. Then from there, he became the superintendent of the school board, um, the director of the training school. So wow. in, and that that puts you on like the two biggest institutions. All the trouble kids are gonna go to jail, and then all the good kids are gonna be in school. So that kind of makes him the person who looks over all of the kids in the city. 
he was one of the first people to put like all the black teachers. We had all white teachers in the Providence school system. He was like, no, nah, we need black teachers and started hiring black assistants, hiring black teachers, putting them in the offices. So then when we went to high school, we all had black assistants in the classrooms and black people working mm-hmm. the office mm-hmm. before he was in. That wasn't a thing. He was a part of different stuff to like put together like Feinstein and the Met and alternative schools that came from his era as superintendent of the school board because he believed in you know, alternative learning that everybody shouldn't just be in this one type of classroom. So he just pushed a lot of different things and NAACP stuff and just, just a lot of black help your brother, help your sister empowerment stuff. So a lot of people loved him. And uh, he passed that 57 of cancer when I was 15. So it was like a big shift in my life to go from being the son of, like I was Bells' son. They call him Mr. Bells. So that's where Cam Bells come from. I was just Bells' everywhere I go. He's all, he's all set. That's Bells' son. Oh, you don't got to pay. That's Bells' son. Oh, you don't know him. That's Bells' son. So that's where you kind of get Cam Bells, you know, and then me just feeling like I'm the prince of the city because no matter where I go in the city, I'm just taking care of off of the strength of what my father done for other people. You know, it's like they don't even know me. I'm a kid, but I'm good because I'm Bells' son. You know, so it's kind of like half That's of dope. it. That's a beautiful legacy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little piece of it. You know, and he gets it from my grandmother who was like, she run had a soul food restaurant in the South Side throughout the 80s. And like my all my uncles were in like an R&B gospel group. So it's just very, what? very deep rooted South Side black cultural history. And it, like this is before like my father came to Rhode Island when he was seven from Texas with my grandmother so this is like 1954 so this is like before the wave of like Dominicans before the wave of Cape Verdeans mm-hmm. the wave of Liberians and, and Nigerians it was just like black people from the south trying to figure out how to survive in a white Rhode Island state you know so mm-hmm. they're from that that origin culture of Providence so yeah I don't know what that means but yes yeah, very rich history so there's a lot to carry with me. He's like a, well, not a Dude. humanitarian, um, a social politician, basically. But you Man of the people. Landed in music. How did that happen? How long have you been doing music? Because a lot of people probably think that you're Campbell's who has mm-hmm. the R&B live event. Like the younger kids, they don't know mm-hmm. like Cam's been out here making music for a long time. Um, it starts from my uncles. Most influential to me was my uncle Kevin played the guitar, sang a couple other instruments, but they were in a group called the Benton Brothers. And the Benton Brothers started from my grandfather, Leon. He was in a a band down in Texas, and they would perform at all the different plantations down there. So they would go Mm -hmm. plantation to plantation. This is after my great-great-grandfather was a slave, but my great but my great-grandfather and my grandfather lived on a plantation even though it was slavery was abolished. But they mm-hmm. just allowed them to live on the plantation and they got paid in food and just, you know, being able to stay there for free. Technically still slavery, you just can't whoop them and can't tell them what to do. So at that point, he was in the music, so he went to all the different plantations playing with his band. And then when he came to Rhode Island, he had a bunch of kids and he taught all the kids how to play instruments. So my Uncle Kevin played, my Uncle Joe played, and then their friends, Bobby, Daniel, Charlie, they just had a group. So when I was in in elementary school, I went to Fo- I went to a lot of elementary schools, but when I went to Fox Point Elementary School, I got kicked out in fourth grade. I got into like a fight with the principal or some silly what? shit. What? 
Yeah, we was going at it in the room. The, the, the principal, she was a white lady though, and she was gangster because I think I was, I was, you know, she told me something like, "Yo, fuck you," something, blah blah blah. And she's like, "What?" And then she just pulled me in the room, locked the door, turned off the lights, and said, "Let's go." And I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, like nah. That's mad illegal. Yeah, I was right. That is illegal. But she moved the chairs out of the way and said, "Let's fucking fight." And then we fought. You know, and then I obviously got kicked out of school. But my father was the superintendent of the school board, so you know, there's only so much trouble I can get into. But I was I was kicked out of the school, so then I was left at my grandmother's house, where my uncle was there every day. And he's like, "Yo, you want to take this ride?" And I'm like, "Where?" And he's like, "You want to go or not?" And then I would hop in, and then we would run a bunch of errands. Then we would end up at the studio, and they'd be rehearsing with the live band, and that's just where my musical journey started listening to Jodeci and R. Kelly and Keep mm -hmm. Sweat and stuff like that. So I started singing. You know, that's what they were doing, R&B gospel, singing with the live music. So now you get, like, this day and age of R&B. Some people know me as, like, rapping because I spit bars mm -hmm. for many years. But it's like a full circle moment. Someone like Walt played with my uncles 10, 15 years ago, you know, at churches. And now he's playing with me live. I'm doing this R&B stuff. But it feels, to me, it feels like when I was 9, 10 years old, at rehearsal with my uncles, hearing the R&B gospel, the classic music. So that's where the musical journey starts. Then from there you get like Usher and, you know, different stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then the 50 Cent era comes <laughs> and then everything changes. And then, oh, yeah. oh, Maya yeah. has a change to the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, who would you say is the most influence, influential artist towards you? The most influential rapper... To starting my career is Lloyd Banks. Mm. He was the reason that, like, when I started rapping my Punch first, ranking. my first five to ten mixtapes, I sounded just like Lloyd Banks. I wanted to sound like I was like that was from when I was like twelve to like sixteen, seventeen. It was just straight Lloyd Banks. You said mm. how many mixtapes? I put out twenty-seven mixtapes. What? <laughs> Flooding the streets. Flooding the streets. I am a mixtape legend in the city of Providence. You know, now you know that. I mean, that was what that era was. At that era, like Wayne, think about how Wayne was putting mm, out mixtapes mm -hmm. from like 2006 to 2010. Like it was, you put out four or five mixtapes a year. So if you do that, you know, over five six years, that's kind of just the average. Sheesh. So have you always been your own entity? Like mm -hmm. you didn't. Like I know back then, you would have been like like there was groups like little groups like SMF. There was um Bang Out. It was OG. It's always by myself. All right. I was, uh, I'd recorded at my house. My father got me a computer when I was really young. So I was always into downloading music. Then once I was like 15, what happened was when my father passed, it left a void in my life for something for me to do. So the room that was his room where he used to watch TV, it was like kind of like his, his own space. That's where the computer was, TV was. So then I just ended up going there every day. I ended up downloading a program called Mixcraft, and I started recording myself. And then I just bring all my friends over. After school, I went to Feinstein High School, and they just came, started rapping with me. And it was kind of like training camp, you know? Like, I was really on it, like recording my own mixes. And mm. that's how I learned to this day to be able to do everything. Like, I'm swerving. I did everything. Nobody touched wow. it. You know, I produced it, recorded it, mixed it, wrote it did everything you know and that started from there from me sitting at a computer at 15 just trying to figure out 
you know, what I wanted to do because I had this free time and this void in my life. When I'm not, when the rec closes, you go play basketball. After the rec, you go home. It's like seven, eight o'clock. What do you do between eight and eleven and twelve? And through that time, I was just figuring out how to write and record music. So, how did you? When or when did you make the transition from rapping to singing? Because you put out a, a hip hop album right before you put out swear not right before, but you put out Young King mm-hmm. Old Soul. When was that? Two thousand sixteen. That was April two thousand seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Okay. And I mean, there's a lot of R and B. Like Oxygen, the sample is Johnny Gill. It's an R and B song. So mm-hmm. even though I'm rapping on it. It still has a bass in R&B. So I never like, I never stopped doing R&B, but the climate of music was different. And it was hard to figure out how to mix singing vocals. Because you can't really like, like bullshit when you're singing. Like it either sounds good or it doesn't. Like rapping could sound bad, but if the line's hot, you're going to be like, yo, that line's hot. You know, you hear mm-hmm. what he said. You can't do that with R&B. If it doesn't sound good, nobody's going to like the song. So, like, the first R&B song that I got into rotation, I did a remix to, uh, remember when Slim from 112, you had a song, She's So Fly. Yeah. Like, I did a remix to that on one of my mixtapes. And Knockout used to play it in the club at level two. He replaced the, the wow, 112 level one. He, he used He's to rock that. Level two is lit. But he played that every week. You're at the level? You've been at level two? No, nope. you know of course. We were right at the peak, right before right it closed. Right before it closed. <laughs> Levels was lit. But that was that was the first R&B record that I really put in a rotation. And that had to be 2008, maybe. So that was, that was the first song that he ever played of mine in the club. So, I mean, it really wasn't a transition from rap to R&B. I just think different projects have different elements. Like, I put out two R&B projects in the past one called the Keep It Real and I did a video for that and then I had an EP with it then another one in 2013 I did the Black Tape which released exclusively through uh, the Stay Silent website which then was the Beautiful Silence Mm. so we put it out for like seven days and the concept behind it was like it goes back to the Prince thing Prince had an album called the Black Album that he put out in the late 80s but once it came out he decided that he didn't want to put it out it was like very soulful r&b at this point like because prince put out purple rain and people were like everybody was copying his style so he switched his style up but then the people were like yo we want that purple rain shit like we don't care what everybody else is doing we Mm -hmm. want purple rain prince so he did an album in that kind of style and it was the black album but once he put it out he was like yo i don't want to do this so they recalled the album so the only copies that are in the world are the ones that were shipped that first week because they canceled the order so it's kind of like this secret album that never really came out like if you was there you knew it happened but for us we don't know because technically it's not in his catalog so it's not on youtube either it's not on youtube i i got it from a torrent like it was like a secret behind the scenes. Oh like the, some of the songs ended up on an album he put out in like '92. One was like um, <clears throat> when two are in love and like a couple smooth jams. But my goal was to put out an R&B project that I knew was gonna disappear. So I put it out for seven days. It came out for a week and then I deleted it from the internet so no one could have it. But in that week, I direct messaged it to all the females that I knew were in tune with my music at that moment. So there are a lot of girls that know I've been doing R&B for a long time, even though that hasn't been the forefront of the music. And then Paper Planes is an R&B song, and that's my biggest song. So 
Paper planes. That was a while back. That was like 2010, 2009 when I did it. I think 2010 when it came out, produced by A Rap. And that was like a Shout out to A Rap. Shout out to A Rap, man. Legend. Blessed a lot of people in, in Providence before he blew up. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't say anything about A Rap because there's a lot of people who got free beats from him. That you know. Free? No. This, these are like, facts. facts. These are facts. Like, <laughs> like I can. Now he's working with Fabs, with Beats, everybody. Just did Wayne's single. Hey, Rap's a legend, man. He's like a hip hop. Not like he's a Rhode Island legend because he's from Rhode Island, but, but he's, he's like he's a hip hop legend. He's, like, yeah. he's, he's in the, he's one top, of the greatest. top 15 producers of all time. Nah, he's there. And what he's about to do in his next five years is going to put him in that Swiss mm-hmm. Beats, Just Blaze, Pharrell category. Yeah, because Swiss, he's been working a lot with Swiss, so I know he's learning a lot of <laughs> tips and tricks and, you Listen. know, just how to move around. You know what I mean? He's on that ro- um, late night with Rosenberg. Yep, yep. With Von Complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It. I you haven't heard I mean? it, but he, I did and see that. A lot of... I mean, I've only watched the show because of A-Rab. I didn't really... I'm not a big fan of Rosenberg, so mm-hmm. I only tune in for A-Rab or the guests. We have somebody else that's from here, too, that's been making music for, like, mm-hmm. uh, Bongo, by the way. He Bongo. produces for Keisha Cole. He mm-hmm. produced um, that Ty Dolla Sign that was on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Game. He's, he's done a lot. And John Skino had a, a, a producer song on um, Fab's mixtape. I think Chris, it was the second Chris one. Chris Fane with Lupe. Chris Fane. That's right. Um, got a lot of talent here. With, with all this, all this <laughs> climbing up, because... I would call it climbing up, not just jumping up, mm-hmm. um, of people working in the industry under under the wraps. But you know what I mean? How long do you think Providence is going to be like one of those cities that they go to? Like, for example, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while it was like dormant. But then when people started putting their eyes to that section, it like yeah. blew up and it's it stayed on. there. Well, it's happening in front of our eyes right now. It's just hard to look at it as it's happening. You know, like one thing that people never really looked at is New England is New England for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like we're a region. So when you go to the DMV, like people call it the DMV. Like if you're from Virginia, mm-hmm. you're from Virginia, from DC, you're from DC. But when you go to New York, you're from the DMV. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like when you go to Texas, Houston is Houston, Dallas is Dallas. Like they're all their own places. But when you go to New York, you're from Texas. When you go to LA, L.A. is is six hours from the Bay. But when they go to New York, they're from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So we got to get out of that idea of it's just like Providence versus everybody or just like Boston versus everybody. It's New England. That's why we're the New England Patriots. So, like, it, like if you look at the distance, right, like Providence to Boston is 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can stay in Brooklyn for 45 minutes. So does it make sense for us to try to battle the mm. world with just our state? Because when you look at the state, Providence is very multicultural. But mm-hmm. Rhode Island is predominantly white. You know, so yeah. if we're talking, like, Georgia is the same exact percentage. Like, Atlanta is black. Georgia is white like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta has a lot more people than Rhode Island, so they can say, yo, ATL, mm-hmm. because there's more people just It's a in bigger general. city. There's more white people and there's more black people. But the percentage of white to black mm-hmm. is exactly the same. That's why Atlanta is a Trump state. 
You know what I'm saying? There's, it's the black Mecca, but it's still a Trump state. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's just the ratio. So I feel like in Rhode Island, Providence is a borough, you know, and then you go to Boston, you got Dorchester and you got Roxbury. Those are two more boroughs. You go to Connecticut, you got Hartford, you know, and you got a couple other spots. But like, that's that's New England when we're going city mm-hmm. to city. If you look at the tours, they stop <coughs> in Connecticut, they stop in Providence, they stop in Boston. Mm-hmm. But those artists can do that shit on the same night. Like Lil TJ performed in Connecticut on Friday and he performed in Providence on Friday on the same night. You know, so that that just tells you like where the region is and how it's bubbling. So if you look at all the artists that have signed to major labels in Boston, all the producers working mm-hmm. with major artists, the execs Facts. coming out of Boston, the DJs. Yeah. The same thing is happening in Providence. Like, Yero been signing Young Money for like three years. We just be acting and like he ain't facts. been signing. Like, he been on every Wayne project that dropped the last mm-hmm. five years. All the mixtapes, all the albums. He's probably going to be on Cotter 5. So y'all got to act like that's not happening, but that's you acting like that's not happening. A-Rap been one of the hottest producers the last five years, and the nigga been shot twice. So imagine if he ain't went through all of that mm-hmm. where he How would be, fine, yeah. and he's finally getting there. So... You could look at it how you want. Bongo been on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's these are not new things. You know, so I think it's just how you look at it. You know, and then who's gonna be next? The next person to step into that light and take advantage of what's happening right now. You know, right? Because it is happening. Like we can go down the line if you just want to go down the line of people that are active. You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> it's very it's very exciting. That's what it keeps is me exciting. Like, like Naka was one of my best friends. He's he was there when my family brought me home from the from the hospital. Like his father, and my father was friends. So this is like before I even have awareness of life. And he's Jeremiah's official DJ. He just found Rache, who's from Massachusetts, and got her signed to Atlantic, signed her, and then got her signed to Atlantic Records in one year. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is like happening before our eyes. And he's also Seven Streeters DJ. You know, like oh, love her. Boo-Boo's the champion of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a big fight October twentieth, T D Bank Garden. You know, yep. he like this is this is happening right now. And he's this been boxing forever. Forever. He, he's we call him, growing up, we called him boxer. They you know call him saying? legend. So, he's definitely a legend. You know, so there's no reason to not think that we're not doing that right now. I think everybody's just at different spaces in their life. But, you know, that's what they say. You know, the smart person will celebrate their peers when they're figuring it out for mm-hmm. themselves. And then when it happens for you, people will celebrate you. Yeah. Did you feel that when you made the or like when you dropped uh, songs like Swerving and Timing that people who know you as Campbell's the rapper, do you think that? Did you think that those people would be uninterested and stop supporting, or did you not even worry about that? No, I think music is just music, and I tried to create a world. That's why, like, the art people didn't even know I was performing at the live R and B nights. People really didn't know what it was. You know, people were showing up sure. and going, "Wow, he's singing with a band. This is kind of crazy." You know, and that's still there's still people that see it from online that don't know that I sing at the R and B nights. So I mm-hmm. think it's just. Me creating a world and continuing to push a culture, making R&B mixes, doing R&B events, being involved in something like Love You Better with Stay Silent, where people can associate me with R&B stuff, posting my favorite R&B songs on Instagram and Twitter, and just allowing people to see what goes behind the creation process of the music, because the music has to come from somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And for me, it does come from listening to a lot of classic R&B and the stuff that I grew up on and that I love, that my father been playing, that my mother loves the Gap Band, loves Keith Sweat, loves 
jazz, loves a bunch of different stuff. So that's kind of naturally who I am. And I think it's naturally who most people are. Sometimes we just get lost in what's happening mm -hmm. in front of us on our phones and on TV. And we think that's who we are. But we're not what's happening right now. We're a product of the past. So me trying to be aware of that and tapping into that is what allows me to do swerving, which is a TLC sample. It's like it's red light district. It's like 95, mm. 96. You know, so it's like, you know, you don't really know that. I, ne but, I never picked know. up that it was a TLC sample. Man, the first live R&B night, the flyer was TLC. You can hear it. So. The guitar. Yeah, I, yes. I didn't pick it up. And I'm usually good with, with samples. Word. You know, but then. I guess I'm better. <sighs> yeah. Man, well, there it is. It Sorry, I had to drop the ball. I had to drop the bomb. Yeah. Vans, <laughs> you look upset. It's okay. I'm usually day. good at picking up samples. One day you'll get so I have a I'm usually for like, you. <laughs> do you think that you stand out? And if so, what makes you stand out? Um, I think I've always naturally standed out because I'm a leader. And I probably, my father probably put that into me when I was a child. But I always just do what I want to do. Like, so I think that's what makes me stand out because most mm. people look what's in front of them and whatever looks easier that's what they do but that's just not what i've ever done i've always had a very difficult path because i've always done what i wanted to do whether it was sports whether it was music whether it was school i've always done exactly what i wanted and it just allowed me to figure it out for me because when you do what somebody else wants to do then you really don't know why you're doing it so you don't have the motivation to stick mm. through with it and then like you just get lost in the sauce like i don't never want to be lost in the sauce because i'm following somebody else's path let me follow my path because if i fail then i'll be able to look back at it and say well i made that decision because of this so let me relook at my motives let me relook at how why i did and how i did it and then figure it out from there and i could fix it you know, so right. I, I think that makes me stand out because I don't like I was probably the first one wearing like only Providence gear, like I only wear clothes that my friends make, you know, or sell. Like that wasn't a thing. Everybody wasn't walking around with Providence shirts five years ago. I was, surely was not. Like <laughs> every day, I had a Rude Boy shirt on. I had somebody shirt on that was like some Providence stuff. Every day, my hats, my shirts, that was just who I was. I, I was probably the first one that went to every event. Like, nobody ever went to every event. Like, I went to all the hood clubs. I went to all the college parties. I went to all the pop-ups. I went to all the basketball games. Like, I, I saw that from, like, Buddy. Buddy was, like, everywhere. He was the only person that could be everywhere at the same time. So I figured in order to be who I needed to be, I would have to be where I needed to be, you know? And if that means going to four clubs in one night, I got to go check out my people. Like, I'll be at Day Trail. If there's another event on the same day at Day Trail, I leave Day Trail and I go to that event if it's my people. Like, I went to We Didn't Make It to Day Trail on the same day as Day Trail, you know? But <laughs> that flyer was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That flyer. Who was laughing about that flyer for, like, <laughs> her and I? I could be that DW at the fence, like, with the sunglasses. Not DW. <laughs> yes, it was DW. I can't. And so how do you, how do you feel about, because you said it, it's always been happening, like, what's, you know, what's happened in Providence, like, people making major moves in the music industry mm -hmm. how do you feel though about like the city's acknowledgement for because i think there is a newfound respect like you said mm -hmm. people weren't wearing providence t-shirts mm -hmm. five i wasn't hiding mm -hmm. i wanted to leave here no. my plans yeah. were to finish school and leave or 
go to school somewhere else. And then I found, I fell in love through events, Mm -hmm. which is, I think has to do with the podcast. Cause like you said, if you want to be of a certain like uh, status, you have to be everywhere. You have to show people love so that Mm -hmm. they can see that you care about what you're selling. So, but how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a growing culture. I think one thing people don't understand. I mean, I think they see it from a business aspect. Like, Providence is a B market compared to, like, a Boston who has mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, million-dollar business. You go downtown, it's just a bunch of million-dollar businesses just there. They just run their business from there, you know? Like, And there's only about 10 of those in the country. You got, like, Boston, Miami, Los Angeles, Chicago, like maybe like five other cities you know that are actually a markets then after that everybody else is like just figuring it out like when you go to north carolina you probably don't grow up thinking you know what i'm saying like i want to get a coca-cola deal because there's not like coca-cola conglomerates coming to your school trying to convince you to be at coca-cola mm-hmm. in new york everything is an advertisement everything is business mm-hmm. In, in L.A., everything is an advertisement. It's all, everybody wants to be in movies. They want to be in Hollywood. Like, in Providence, it's kind of, like, detached. Like, being a part of L.A. is, like, not really realistic. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. because the way we grow up, we're just not being marketed to. Our, our minds are not trained to be marketed to stuff. We, we're independent. When we drive down our highways, we see, like, local billboards. Like, come to this festival come to foxwoods come to Mm -hmm. it's not when you go to new york it's like worldwide billboards Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to get you to be a part of this world so i feel like we just like to me that's an advantage i feel like that's the advantage drake had being from toronto is that he didn't Mm -hmm. grow up in a system where people were trying to make him be something so he felt free like yo i can make a song that sounds like houston i can make a song that sounds like new york something sounds like la because i wasn't brainwashed to believe that i'm only this like new york niggas think they only new york niggas like they have to be dead ass B with the Tims on. If they're not, if they're not, then they're not from New York. All the colors too. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. Like how do they? They really can't be. They can't like smooth music because that's L.A. Them L.A. niggas do that. We don't do that. Like what are you talking about? Like we we all people. Like you should be influenced by what you're influenced by. That's why someone like an ASAP Rocky who came out and was like, I don't give a fuck where I'm from. I like Houston. I'm in, I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired mm-hmm. by No Limit in New Orleans. I'm rapping like that. Fuck what y'all talking about. He changed the whole dynamic of New York music because he wasn't afraid to say, yeah, I'm from New York, but I'm free. I'm a free thinker in the sense of what I'm influenced by. So I feel like that's an advantage that we have. And the disadvantage of it is when people blow up from Rhode Island, like a John B. or Blue Cantrell, who've had number one records and work with Michael Jackson and Prince and all Mm -hmm. these people, they'll go to L.A., but they won't know who they are because they didn't, like, they wasn't brainwashed before they left. So, like, by the time they got out there, they really thinking, yo, there's nothing in Rhode Island. There's nobody who listens to my music in Rhode Island. There's nothing going on. So they don't come back in a community sense. They come back and tour and make money and sell CDs and play to come to their radio stations. But they don't feel, like, connected, you know, because they weren't brainwashed to love Providence before they left. Like, these kids now, they're growing up seeing, like, a David Duke who's playing for PC this year. They see him at Camp Barrow basketball tournaments in the community. They see him playing at local high schools and what that does is allows them to say yo 
I want to be like him. Like, I want to be like Ricky Lito. I saw Ricky Lito win a championship mm-hmm. at URI playing for Hendrickson, and then I saw him at the NBA draft getting draft for the Mavericks. Like, that's a direct connection. Like, he didn't have to leave in order to get to right. that space. So, like, for what it does for the kids is it allows the kids to say, yo, I can be from Providence and I can, can go to that. the NBA mm-hmm. instead of saying, yo, I've never known anybody from in the NBA from Providence, so I got to go <laughs> to New York in order to get to the NBA, which is not true, but I understand why someone would believe that when mm-hmm. they're not, like, when the Providence pride is not being pushed onto them. So that was something that I always want to just bring, like, yo, my shit, I'm at Providence shirts, my name's going to be called Providence. People used to tell me rapping about Providence was cliche. And like everybody raps about Providence. I said, that's because we're in Providence. If you go to New York, nobody's rapping about mm-hmm. Providence. So when I go there and I'm spitting my flow and they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, Providence. They're like, damn, Providence is solid. I fuck with that. What else is going on out there? And then it kind of mm-hmm. opens that conversation yeah. instead of going out there and being like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, don't worry about where I'm from. I'm in New York now. Like, no, nah, that's that's whack. Like, that's not even cool. People from New York wouldn't even respect that because they're going to look at you and say, you ain't no New York nigga. So why are you fronting? You know? And they are New York to the death to the like death. to the end so be, be who you are you know like that that just changes everything i feel like we're in an era where people from rhode island are embracing we got some of the most beautiful women in the world facts we've, we've always been <laughs> no this is true this is like this yeah. is not debatable no we're laughing no, no, at a bone hold, hold on this is my bone to pick Christina got a bone to pick with campbell's what you got i'm glad Uh-oh. that it came right out of your mouth because mm. i've been seeing you tweet this for quite some time this I think it's I'm surprised Twitter still lets you And doesn't say duplicate tweet Because yeah. I don't know Maybe you got your eye on a specific <laughs> little shorty or something Cause It's just amazing I think Like I've been I, Like I work at the Strand So now I see Nah this I man's see, a professional Listen to the answer things, so, so check it out I've never been in A 1500 person party like, if you go to a, a Nelson Freitas concert or a Looney Johnson concert right. or, like, at, mm-hmm. at the Strand, you're going to see a collection of Cape Verdean women that is unlike anything in the world. You know what I'm saying? All in one spot. Now, if you go to a Davido concert, you're going to see a collection of Nigerian and Liberian women that you've never seen a collection mm-hmm. of this quality of women in one spot. So maybe Great I am, you know, I've seen a different wave because I'm involved in a lot of different things. But even if you go to a day show, you get a mixture of all of it in one space. And you're like, wow, there's just so many different like uh, different cultures and different dressing styles of dressing and just like it's just a, a crazy vibrant thing. like we got colombians mm-hmm. we got cape verdeans Liberian, haitians yeah. we got dominicans mm-hmm. puerto ricans guatemalans like we got italians portuguese Cambodian, laos like you go to atlanta you are black or you're Mexican. You go to <laughs> Texas, you are black or you or are Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> like, you, That's a like, fact. Like, LA is the same. Yeah, like this is not normal. It's normal <laughs> in New York. It's normal in Miami. And it's normal here. Right, like, New York we, is that. We are in the Cape Verdean capital of the world. There are more Cape Verdeans in New England than there are in Cape Verde. So you got to like think about this type of stuff. Like we are in like an amazing amazing place you know so i think it's just owning it you know and a lot of people that have gotten to the forefront haven't one don't have like the history that i have to like even look at it like that because if your family came to america in 1985 1980 you're not even going to understand how we got to this point so that's one of my advantages that 
my family came to Rhode Island at such an early decade in like 1954, and then my mom's family came in like 1946 or something like that. So 45. you're not like first generation. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. family's been in Rhode Island for they, a minute. They can tell me how it was, and then also just my parents being older, my perspective is a lot different. But yeah, I don't know. I just think it's an amazing place, and once once people start to, and people are now, they're starting to see it, and they're wearing these PVD shirts with pride. Mm-hmm. They're showing up to people's shows. They're retweeting songs and watching videos and getting behind the artists and supporting the podcast and the events and the DJ. So, I think everything's happening the way it needs to happen. But it did need a jump start, and I'd like to believe that I was a part of that jump start. Okay, small flex. Yeah, <laughs> I agree though. I agree. I too. I I too I too <laughs> agree with that testament. <coughs> so, but I think I think it's taken a turn with swerving, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess so. I'm a, I mean, it's my personal favorite. Maybe that's why I feel like that. But timing is good. I don't know. They're all so good. It's and then good. Nino drops vibes. Like, what's wrong with y'all? What have y'all? Can I get some of this talent juice? Like, what are y'all drinking? What's in the water? What's going on here? We got we got John Hope who drop who drops um drop. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so overwhelmed with, <laughs> with excitement. Truck. We got uh Daily Note who are selling out their shows. Like mm-hmm. people are coming out to listen to poetry. Like when have you seen niggas interested in poetry? Like what it's mean? crazy. Are deep. You know what I mean? Nah, but, like not but, proud. You know what I mean? Since Black Rep, there hasn't really been a Black since Black Rep. There hasn't really been a poetry event like what that of that magnitude rep? at least you He's know what old, I mean? he knows I, i've been out here i've been out here since the, the battle days rep? at as220 like, like it reminds like, you know me of um the song you have with john ho uh jovan's like Jovan's. i wasn't old enough to go to jovan's but my cousins are all old and i've heard the stories Jovan. of like and like, then listening to the song i feel like because I'm from here, I can automatically relate, even though I wasn't in that era. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, like you said, now I have a direct connection to my history Facts. because I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I only went once to Jovan, and, and it was when, um, because I was helping um my boy Mike um sell tickets for Brian McKnight when he came out here, and that's the only time I I went there. Where? This is like, I want to say 2005. Sheesh. It was open in 2005? 2006-2005 I opened for for Meek Mill in French Montana at Jovan's Jovan's. That had to be 2011 Can can you repeat that again? (laughs) Say that that flex again? (laughs) Open for Meek Mill in French Montana at Jovan's It had to be 2011 Yeah So that I think right they was open until like thirteen. Two, yeah, they did. They did. They did quite some time. Oh, wow. you know I mean, they, I feel like it's they been stood for a while. Forever. Like they, they had hope. Jay Z performed in Jovan's. I think in ninety seven, ninety seven. I heard Biggie made it to Jovan's too. Biggie was out here. I mean, all um, those new like Jada Wu Tang was here in Rhode Island. There's like footage in the Wu Tang documentary of them performing at Lupo's in ninety three. Wow, like, not for Hot right? No, this is before. No, this is before the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> that, that was the kick yeah, 106 night. days that he's talking about right there. <laughs> oh they gosh. wasn't even playing hip hop like that. Yeah, and we're seeing now the same man. thing. DJ, DJ Buck yeah. is bringing a lot mm-hmm. of people, putting a lot of pieces together, man, connecting the dots to that, to the industry world. 
you know, with Rhode Island. So we're seeing that with the wow. Strand too. Mm-hmm. Now they have Celebrity Thursdays. They had Shiggy out here on now Thursday. It's the Strand. It's the Strand. The Wasn't it once the Strands before? It was the Strand first, okay. and then it went to Loopholes. Now they're back to the original name. Mm, that makes sense. And I feel like there's a celebrity performing at the Strand every week. Every week. And shout out to Cooj, who's hosting all of it's that. Is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Strand's lit, though. Campbell's is making waves in Providence. I'd like to say that I agree that you are responsible for a lot of the things. I think it's your energy, honestly. I think people are. A lot of us are maturing and growing and finding our way. And so I think that when you get older, you kind of like you backtrack in life and you like mm-hmm. try to figure out who you are from the start. Like who, like kind of what you said, who makes mm. what makes you you mm-hmm. And Rhode Island is what makes us us. We are born and raised here. So Thanks. why not embrace it? Thanks. Everyone else where they're from embraces it. Yeah, so we, like. Cam's also like an old soul and has a very developed perspective. Mm. So I feel like when people interact with him, they think you're like so much older than you are. Word. They're like, oh my God, Cam's the OG. OG. And I'm like, yeah. Cam's in his 20s. Yeah. He's like not 40. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but he got that OG demeanor. Yeah. Yes. You know I mean, sure. and people because, have a lot of respect for what you, you do. T- you could tell like people, because I could relate to Cam a lot because I'm similar. You know, I'm I'm a little crazy, but you know what I mean. I don't think you're crazy. I think what you say is crazy. <laughs> Are you? No, no, no. I I, I admit that I did get you, a little crazy. Did you hear you know what I, I mean? just said about Kim? I said that he had a very developed perspective, and you also think that you have a developed perspective. I do, just in my own little crazy way. But but then again, like I could relate because. I was also once, you know, I could say a troubled child, and I figured my way to this, you know, place, place where I'm, like, calm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need none of the drama. I'm all set. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm focused on me. Bears don't even like to hang out with us. That's how low he be trying to be. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's, it's just, like, you know what I mean? I need I need my me space, you know what I mean? I'm, I feel you. I'm an introvert slash extrovert. So, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, because you know what I mean. Slash. I could be amongst people. <laughs> oh, yeah, like. yeah, like slash. Um, <laughs> just, just because like I could be amongst people, but you know what I mean. I do enjoy my me time. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, like I, I feel there you. are times I, I that I shut down and like you called me on one Friday. Yeah. And what I say? Oh, I'm in bed. Sleeping. At seven thirty on a Friday like, night. This is. I feel you, man. I, I got a lot of a lot of alone time. That's what allows me to be social but when you're out and the brown juice is in the cup yeah i mean you know it's all about <laughs> the walking by. Yeah, you know good conversation yeah. like look at look at campbell's with his brown juice you know and but he's at, the same every either time way yeah, and it's always chilling. at the same level he's just like ah, it's, ah, always, yeah, it's always like right every here. conversation <laughs> i had with cam always kind of like fell into place like you know what i mean like, i walk up to cam like yo what up cam we'll talk for a little bit and it's just like i'll walk away knowing that Cam is solid. Like, you know what I mean? I, You know, like, there's some people you that you know, talk to and, yes. like, damn, this person's talking out their ass. But with Cam, like, you know, he's a solid person. Like, damn. Thank you, man. I, I, I like him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not too many people you come across like that, neither. True. Well, Cam, thanks for coming on and letting us pick at your brain a little bit. This is yes. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, <is that> <laughs> well, I mean, the interview part is done. Well, I mean, right? Yeah. 
Yo. We should have a little powwow at the end just sit down and talk. But you got to take us into our, our past us the Orcs. Past it's my, it, no, it's we my dogs. favorite time of the... This is my favorite time of the show, which is Pass Me the Ox. Mm-hmm. And I'm passing the Ox to Regina. All right, let me see. I have mine in my music. I have mine in my music. I can. I have mine in my music. All right, since y'all not ready, can I? Can you pass it to me? No, it's Regina's turn. That you just did. But when we're in, like, for example, if we're in a car and the person like puts trash music or takes a long time, like, uh, uh, disconnect that. Give it to me. Okay, go ahead, because I see this turning into a situation. Um, so I've been obsessing over her. So my pick of the week is Focus by her. Oh, which is which is a vibe. And she's coming to the House of Blues November twenty eighth. So Regina, get your outfit ready. What you trying to go to that? Okay, you B. know what? Uh, it's it's a it's a thing. Bija is coming again. Like, listen, I am. I am just, just here to. I too. Da da da. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm passing back the ox after you swiped it, swiper. Uh, yeah, I just, just yanked it. Yanked so <laughs> my pass me the ox. Well, I've been listening to like a lot of gospel music lately because I just it uplifts my spirit, carries me through my day. So I've been listening to Everlasting God by William Murphy, but I like the song, I mean, obviously because it's a gospel, but also because it has like one line in it that says, I will remain confident. And it just, I don't know why, it just resonates with me. because Right, it's like, I will remain confident in the season I'm in, I'll remain confident in the person I'm in, I'll remain confident in the people that inspire me. And so I just like that, because it just reminds me, like, you know what, when I'm going through my day, I'm going to work, like... I can't believe I gotta go with these old ladies. They got the AC blasting. I'm over here getting sick. And I'm like, no, it's okay because I will remain confident in my season. Mm, I like that. Passing the ox to you, Bands. All right, so I'm gonna go. I've been, I, you know, I love me some R&B. So I'm gonna go. But it's so good. That's why. I'm gonna go with with mood by division. Ooh, fire! You know what I mean? Just (laughs) because. Hey, if y'all haven't been paying attention to my playlist, I don't have Apple Music. Then playlist. You know, I I, got an idea. How about you give me the songs and I'll make it for you on title. Boom. Right? (gasps) Playlist got to be everywhere. It got to be universal. We we working. We working with something. Synergy. You feel me? You know what I mean? And um, like, just to plug it in before I pass the aux to Kim, um, I just want to tell everybody: check out my playlist. It's free. You know, I do it for y'all, you know, so you can get an understanding on the type of music I like. For me. You know, I do it for the people. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not just putting a playlist together, like, just random songs. I'm trying to make them. You're putting thought into it. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a weekly process. It's, it doesn't go down in, like, an you hour. You know what you should do? Like, on the pod? You should, like. Plug in one of the songs from your playlist, like in the break or something. That's cute. So you could be like, I got, you know, this is one of those like songs that. from the I like playlist. That. Like, like, check that, that out like that. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so. I like that. that. That is a good idea. I like that. So for everybody, check out Bands List. I'm going on week eight. Is it B-A-N-Z List? One yeah, word? B- yes, it's all together. Uh-huh. Or you could just look up the Real Root Bands PVD and it'll pop up. 
like just on the search bar. So right now I'm passing the aux to Cam. And before I pick my song, is this our last? Is the outro as well? Mm-hmm. All right. So I just want to thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Of you know, because I want to thank come you for here. coming. It's been yo, it's been for a while. We'll, we'll yeah. talk and can be like, yo, when am I coming to to the show? <laughs> I'm like. You see, I don't handle the guests. You see how you he's acting to, right here. This is what I Christina. be talking about. So Christina been curving me for a year and a half. No, it's just <laughs> no, timing. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. No, it literally has been timing. The and then it, when you la- last asked us, we're like, you know what? We're about to start a new season. Let's have him the first guest. We had to. We had to lock that in. Shout it's out to y'all. Vibe. Shout out to Bo8 for holding it down. Yes, facts. Any, anytime. I love me some Eddie. He's hilarious. (laughs) His most subtle way. (laughs) 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 Eddie has seen Sparkle PVD from the beginning when we were a hot mess. For real. He had us in that little room, like, y'all do what y'all do. I'm going to be over here. From year one. We literally grew here. I thought you was with a weed podcast for a long time. Everyone thinks that. But that's the beauty of it because we we draw you in. We were in here at Papa Passive. I thought it was just like talking about like weed stuff, like never. I mean, I mean, I mean, there have been times I can I can get on the show high, but we don't do that. I can get into that, but you know what I mean. I I choose not to, but um, a lot of people do think that, but that's the beauty of it because you go thinking, oh, they're gonna be talking about weed and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you fall into this rabbit hole of conversations that we have mm-hmm. and it's like whoa and then next thing you but know but when we sat down and up thought about the name which is almost two years ago two years or ago, has been fa- two years ago at a family barbecue out yeah. of all all places like, that was the idea cousins? yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. yeah nice that was the idea we were like let's i was like spark up and he was like that rings a bell and he she's was like, my cousin but people are gonna say that god sister so it's like Wow, I've been dealing with this one all right. for all my life. First of all, relax, okay? Don't no. say dealing with like I'm hard to deal with. Uh, you have something to say? I think Regina, Regina agrees. I too am not a part of this. No, okay. <laughs> so when we thought about the the name, we were like, I was like, yeah, because you know, and like when you smoke, you're you're thoughtful and you think mm-hmm. and you have a conversation. Makes sense. So you want to bring that vibe where like you're talking and you're like, it's like a thought process, basically a long thought process, and that's what we went with. And I think it rings a bell. So that's oh, dope. Now, what, what happened to Roberto? <laughs> oh, good question. Roberto he, he was the DJ. For, I went to he, high school with him. Yeah, he, yes. that's that's our guy. He's also family. Him. Every but, time know, we mention you, he goes Ben Ten. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he you know he he wanted to pursue his DJing and stuff like that. So you know, Where? yeah, it was it was timing for him. He had a lot of things on his plate. But I saw him the other day, and he was like, "Yo, I want to be a guest on the show." So hey, I don't yeah. know, Rob might pull up. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to Feinstein. Find me high. <laughs> well, my song is uh, 50 Cent, mm. God Gave Me Style. Ooh. It's my top five 50 okay. records, so I'll put that one in there. We got to talk behind the scenes, which ones are the top four? Top four 50? Mm. Oof, that's tough. You should have a show on that. All that right. Tough. Bring me back to that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I want to come Regina's back. already like, you guys do what you do. <laughs> we'll save that for the wrap-up. Yeah. Facts. So thank you, Cam Bells, for coming on. Um, you're listening to this. It's Wednesday. It is our second year anniversary for Spark Up PVD. Let's get our applause for that.
60 episodes in the books. 60 wow. episodes. Well, a few that didn't come out, but 60 episodes. Yeah, and then if you count the wrap-up, that's like 70. Well, we're well-seasoned. We we're, are. We've become I mean, professional. I was listening to the first episode the other day, and I was like, ooh, we've come along. <laughs> you know, but that's the, that's the beauty of it all. You see our progression. Yes. You see... You see how well we're doing. Life is nine without progression. Facts. Um, but yeah, you see how we grew, and you know our skills just have gotten so much better. I agree. You know, Bands has come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yo, you, the first few episodes I used to jump over everybody. You know, but he's working on it. God, God on is working on, on everybody. All of us. <laughs> facts and with that being said it's a wrap thank you for tuning in you can find us on soundcloud itunes google play look for campbells on all streaming services title apple music soundcloud you have two twitter pages i do one is prince of pvd and one is campbell's pvd and what is your instagram one is prince of pvd and one is campbell's pvd it's one like (laughs) For music, and the one is like a personal, or do you just run both of them the same way? Well, Prince of PVD is more of the brand page, so I feel more comfortable posting other people's flyers, different stuff oh, that's okay. going on on those pages. Cam Bells is specifically for music, so on the Twitter page, I only retweet Cam Bells events or people tweeting the songs and stuff. Prince of PVD, I retweet everything that I rock with, you know? Nice. Okay. So you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and you're on Facebook as well. Facebook, Cam Bells, yep. PrinceofPVD.com. Yes. And we're going to have to hunt you down to come back if we want you to come back. Or you know, just we're going to bump into easy. him. I'm around. We're going to hijack him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around. I got a lot going on. We're going to pull up with bikes to his house like, hey, so um, press record. Oh, we, we, we could do that now. Oh. We could definitely do that. We we're, really can. Pot on the go. Mm. All right, ready? Boom. <laughs> so we're here with Campbell's. We're at Campbell's house in his bedroom, and he was like taking a nap. <laughs> no, that, that'll be a little bit creepy. Uh, you, you know so? what I mean? Just to po- you don't think we got to that level? Well, bad, well, listen, I mean, listen. My I mom always taught me, taught me one thing: when people are asleep, you don't invade their house. Well, you need to tell Christina that because. <laughs> I'm not even. But, I'm not even gonna take it in there. But let me not laugh that way because I'll fall over. Oh no! Again, like season, I did. Season. That was like season three. Se- yeah. But anyway, it's a wrap. Uh, subscribe, tune in, and we're here. We're back for season six. And it's, it's gonna late. be a good one, guys. Yeah. Hopefully, that will be six next episode. Yes. Or even hopefully, we'll be healthier and. It'll- well, it'll be colder by then, so we'll be used to it. So. Or I'll just request PTO. Yeah. No, you're not well, doing that anymore. You know. Well, again, we are Sparkle <sighs> PVD. And that's a wrap, baby.